Hi, welcome to That's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and this is a Christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy that you're here. Pull up a chair, grab a coffee, come as you are, and listen to the word of the Lord and the plan that he has for your life. Because it's hard to have it all figured out, but we can help each other together in the community of Christ. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned to hear more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to That's Life Podcast. I'm coming to you live from Bowling Green, Kentucky. What? Yeah. Slight change of events. Um, I am still my, I would say I'm still pretty peppy these days, but definitely having a little emotional warfare um, just in my ups and downs. And I feel like I'm like pregnant or something. Just my moods, like one minute I'll be like, I'm not pregnant. Just let me just put that out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not pregnant, but what I'm saying is like, you know how pregnant ladies have like mood swings and they go up and down and blah, blah, blah. yeah, that's how I feel right now. I'm just one minute I'm on cloud nine and the next minute I'm like, what is going on? And I have some pretty valid reasons I would say, um, for why I feel like that. And I'm going to share it all with you. I put out on the podcast Instagram at that's life potty p-o-d-d-y potty um because it's always a potty when you're hanging out with the for lifers that's the uh the name I chose for everybody okay anyways um I put out on the podcast whether you would want to hear an interview with someone from the his story caster crew or if you would like to hear what all has been happening the past two weeks and by what I could have guessed would have been the outcome um people want to know what happened and I just want to go ahead and like preface this by saying like, like a little disclaimer, like I have no hard feelings with anyone on the cast, crew, production team, uh, investor, like literally everyone and their mom has been so kind and so helpful and is only fighting for us and was only fighting for the actors to continue to be able to work. And, and I don't have all the answers of what was happening obviously like I'm not gonna lie everyone knows there was like rumors going around of you know he said she said stuff and 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 words were being thrown around and statements were being thrown around and there was a lot of hearsay but I can confidently say there was no factual evidence given to me only things that were told by word of mouth and um this isn't going to be like a gossip podcast where I'm like, oh, this is what Billy Bob said, but this is what Sally said. And then this is what Tom said. Like, no, I'm not going to be like that. But I'm just going to share everything from my perspective of what the past two weeks have been like um, emotionally, spiritually, just in my soul um, to kind of help the fellow actor who may also be struggling with a loss and grieving a show and kind of being in this like limbo situation. Um, I will share some of the behind the scenes things that kind of went down that I feel like I know are pretty factual. Um, But yeah, just in the grand scheme of things, like there is no there, from my perspective, now everyone's going to have a different opinion, but from my perspective, there is no evil person in this, in the situation of the show closing. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about each and every person involved in the his story show and production. And I really hope that it comes back. Um, I feel like there's a little rumor going around that it might, a little spark of hope that it could 
bring itself back up again. And oh boy, am I just praying for that because this show is special and it's, it didn't get the recognition it deserved. Um, but anyways, we're going to talk all about that today. So if you are like, okay, you're four and a half minutes in girl and I have no idea what's going on. This is the first podcast I clicked on. Let me give you a brief overview. So my name is Abby Murphy. I'm 20 years old. I go to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. I left Belmont with my last month and I finished online to go participate in a musical in Dallas, Texas called His Story. It's a Broadway style musical about the story of Jesus. Um, It's literally the gospel, the first five books of the Bible resurrection story, um, crucifixion story of Jesus Christ. And I got cast in the show. I moved to Texas, moved with a family. Um, and we opened the show in May and they announced that the show closed last week. So last Sunday, what's today? The 24th. Um, so a week ago, basically was when they officially announced that we were closing the show on that Sunday. Now, was I blindsided by this? No, I wasn't. Um, but was it still a shock? Yeah, it was. And was it, well, I'll get into it because I felt like at that point I was emotionally prepared. Um, cause there was a lot that went into it, but before I dive into the story, <laughs> his story, Um, I just want to give you guys a quick little life update. So yeah, I'm back in Bowling Green after a lot of prayer. I really wanted to stay in Texas and I'll also get into a lot of this in the podcast, but I really wanted to stay in Texas. Um, but my soul is just telling me to go to Bowling Green and that's really hard because I met my best friend in Texas and I wanted to spend at least the rest of the summer with her. And it's really hard for your heart to be in one place, but your gut and like your prayer life and every opportunity being presented to you is telling you to go somewhere where your heart isn't. I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like, oh Lord, like, you know, you give me the desires of my heart, but he's like, yeah, but I also am so blatantly providing signs and things to make it obvious and answering your prayers in a way that, you know, I was praying, like, make it obvious if I should go home or not, and he was making it obvious, it's kind of like, okay, I gotta go back home. So, yeah, so I came back home on, they announced the show was closing on Sunday, and I came back home on Thursday. I drove home 10 hours, well, it was like 11 and a half by the time I got home, made two stops, left at five o'clock in the morning, got home at four o'clock in the afternoon, didn't tell my parents. They figured it out because my mom has my location. And I wasn't going to turn off my location because then she'd be like, why'd my daughter turn off her location? But I was going to try to get away with surprising them. I fooled my sister. My sister didn't know, which was good. Um, but it was honestly a pretty easy drive. Like, it wasn't bad. So, I don't know. And I'm going to just stay here, be a lifeguard for the rest of the summer, and then go back to school in the fall. Um, still sending out auditions. I've really loved living the... Um, independent lifestyle of going away to college, like leaving college and just fully being on my own, fully going to a new place where I don't know anybody. That's been really nice. Um, and I would love to keep living that way, but I also want to get a degree and it's important for me to finish my school because I also really love school. 
But either way, whether I become rich and famous off of sending all of these auditions to places, or if I go back to school, either way, I know it's part of the Lord's plan because he's provided this far and he's got me. At this point, this has literally been the craziest summer of my life, going back and forth, up and down. You know, I thought I was going to be in Texas till October and now I'm here and it's kind of like, why plan it when I know it's not going to end up the way that I plan it, you know? So I'm just kind of working diligently, being patient and being open to any opportunity the Lord presents. So that's kind of where I am right now. Um, But yeah, let's open up in prayer and then I'll kind of tell things chronologically and get you guys up to date on what the heck is going on. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that I have a platform where I get to talk to people and share with people who have supported me and the cast along um, this his story journey. I get to share with them a little more insight because we would be nothing, the show would be nothing without the supporters. Um, I mean, it would be nothing without you, but you know what I mean, God. You know my heart. Um, I thank you so much for the listeners, for each and every person listening. They're so special and so loved. I just thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if you're unfamiliar with the acting world, some of these words might be foreign as I like kind of talked to y'all about them, but I'm going to try to explain them like the best as I can. So I moved to Texas. We opened the show. So the show started in May. And we were having a consistent run um, of nine, eight, eight to ten shows per week. Um, and when you run a show, that just means the show is going on. So when you close a show, that means the close stop, the, or the show stopped. Um, we didn't have an end date. We didn't have a closing date. My contract went until October. So I was legally there until October, um, employed for 26 weeks, and was going to be in Texas till at least October. Um, but they were advertising the show even for like Christmas, like buy, buy these tickets for Christmas and blah, 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 blah. So I think that what happened was the, and this is all just from me observing, is that we had quite a lot of people for our previews. So previews are like when we're still kind of tweaking things as part of the show, but the public is still invited to come watch. So during previews, we had a lot of people in the audience, um, from what I can remember. And then we opened the show and it was like sold out and it was crazy. And then as the run went on significantly, the size of the audience just decreased and decreased until there were like 90 70 to 90 people in in the audience and that's just it's hard because this show costs a lot of money and it's hard emotionally for us as actors to put all of our emotions on the stage for a small audience and yes like each person in the audience matters and it really honestly trained me to be like okay Abby like this is a job Like you, there are going to be audiences where there's going to be little to no reaction from them and there's going to be little to no applause and you're not going to get anything. But this is when you realize, are you doing this because you love it or are you doing it to seek gratification from the people watching you? And, you know, that's something that when you're doing nine shows a week, 10 shows a week, um, intense, physically and emotionally, like productions for a small amount of people um 
that's when you really learn if you love it or not. And thankfully, I love it. And I would continue to do it every day. And I just showed up to work um, knowing that I got to do what I loved, no matter how many people were in the audience. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how many people are, audi- are in the audience because I'm performing for an audience of one. Um, and that sounds cheesy, but it's true. It's like, I don't need to seek anybody else's approval in the audience because the only person who I'm truly performing for and want the approval of is God. And I've already got his approval. He, he is the Lord and savior of my life and I am accepted and loved by him. And, and to know that and to profess that publicly is such a blessing, especially at a trying season in my life when I was loving work so much, but I, but I knew we weren't selling tickets like we should. So that was tough, especially because we had so many people who loved the show so much who came back and watched the show over and over and over again. I mean, there were people who like came to see the show like 20 times and would come to our three show days every single show and see three shows in one day like these people were dedicated and to see their love for the lord or the love for the show or the love for the people on the stage it was just so encouraging and it's like yeah there may not be tons of people and sold out audiences but there also are special people that the lord will bring to like lift your spirits when you know i I can't see God, but I can see God, right? Like I can't physically see what he looks like, his like being of himself, but I can see him through people he sends. I can see him through events that happen. I can see him in the sunrise in the morning. I can see him in the sunset at night. Like I can see him in a conversation between me and someone else. Um, and so that's what I was relying on during those hard times, um, when, you know, our spirits would get down because we weren't selling tickets and, and the, and the audience was, or the cast wasn't like, we weren't like, oh, we're blind to it. Like, we're just going to keep going. I mean, people were like, yeah, we're not really selling tickets. Like, I wonder what that means. So we closed last week, but the week previous, we had a meeting on Friday and our wonderful, wonderful producer sat down with us and was basically like, here's the situation. We're not selling tickets. I'm fighting for you. Everyone on the team is fighting for you. They're doing what they can for you, but savor this weekend because it may be your last weekend of performances. And that, that was when we were all shocked because there was just no warning, um, until that moment. And it was a very kind meeting, but it was a very sad meeting. And, I didn't really know how to process anything really, but all I knew is that I wanted to stay in Texas. And so I looked at Audrey and I was like, okay, so either way, like we're still going to be here. Right. And she was like, yeah, you can move in with me. Like, I mean, we had this whole plan, like we were going to get jobs and the whole thing. So we go through the weekend and, um, Sunday comes and we do our last show and I was really, really sad. Um, you know, all of our investors had like traveled to that, to the closing show. We had like a revival night that night, um, which the revival nights were just like nights of worship. And it was just really, really emotional because I was like, this could be the last time I do this show. And we were all bawling on stage and just, it was just emotionally draining, but I also, you know, had to be drained because 
I was putting my all into into this show because I thought it might be the last one. Um, and then we had an amazing night of worship, and we find Monday they were going to let us know Monday if we were going to keep going or not. And so Monday rolls around, and I'm just constantly looking at my phone and just filled with anxiety all day. And you know, I at by this point I had gone to so many worship nights after the show because they held them in the tent that I had met like some of our investors who were involved in like the Christian industry and, and, um, the investors were just being so kind and so uplifting. I mean, one of our producers came back and talked to us even after the Sunday show and got teary eyed talking about how they wanted to save the show and, and how much they loved us, us and came around and hugged each and every one of us and to feel so cherished and so heard and seen and fought for felt so nice because everyone in the cast loved this show regardless of their beliefs um you know me as a christian i'm like i want everyone to be a christian so we can all live it up in heaven together but regardless we were all loved no matter what we believed no matter what our choices were no matter what our morals were we were all equal and that's how the lord sees us as all equals and it was just it was just a nice feeling to feel part of a of a team that all had a common goal of wanting to save the show. So Monday rolls around, I'm like checking my email constantly. I'm hanging out with Audrey and she's Audrey is literally my best friend. I'm just going to go on a little tangent about Audrey really quick. I like the best friend I prayed for. I've been praying for you know, ever since I went to college, I had really, really been praying this prayer, but even like throughout high school and when I was younger, like I've had best friends growing up and, and I love all of my close friends that I have, but there is something so special about having like a soulmate best friend, like someone who your paths just like intertwine and you just live life together and it just works. Like it's God ordained. Like you just, I just can't describe me and Audrey's friendship other than like God ordained. Like I feel like we needed each other at the right time. We found each other at the perfect time. Like God's timing is perfect. And we just live life together. Like there's no, oh, like I have to entertain you. You have to entertain me. Like we have to, you know, keep whatever like expectations of each other. Like, no, like there will be times where we just sit in silence. There will be times where we're joking around and cracking up. And there will be times where we have like a big day planned and other times where we just lay around the house all day and we just do life together and it just works. And I've, I've, I'm so grateful to have a best friend who will goof around with me and like be friendly but also will make me uncomfortable when I need, no, not like in a weird way, like will blatantly be like, listen, I know you and I know that this is not who you want to be or a choice you want to make or a thing you want to think. And I'm going to call you out on it because I want to push you in the right direction because that's my job as a friend, right? Like, for example, like on Monday, I was just struggling a lot with anxiety and just constantly looking at my email and you know instead of Audrey falling into that and being like oh my gosh blah 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 like let's talk about all the rumors that are going around or let's blah, 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 which is what I tend to do when I'm trying to like figure something out is like well what do you think this person said well here's the information I have and blah 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 blah, blah. Audrey's so good at being like we can't solve this right now and, and and that's essentially what she said was like I'm just not gonna worry about it because I can't come up with the answer. Let's change the subject. Let's 
think about something else as to where I'm someone who really focuses on something until it kind of like eats me up. She kind of called me out and was like, girl, there's nothing we can do about it right now. Let's just enjoy life as it comes because we don't know what the plan is. And I think that's just so great to be like, I'm telling you, you know, as a friend, I'm telling you this out of love, even though it may not be what you want to hear in the moment, it's what you need to hear. Um, so she's such a great uplifter, but pushes me to be the best version of myself, even if it's not what I want to hear in the moment. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing to have. And I'm just so grateful that this show literally brought me like my soulmate best friend. Um, I just, anyways, that's my tangent. I love her so much. Audrey, if you're streaming, I love you so much and I miss you. And don't worry, everybody. This is not the last of me and Audrey, um, for the summer because we're going to see each other this summer and it's going to be amazing and fun. But anyways, so that's my Audrey tangent, but I was with Audrey on Monday and just looking at my email all day and, you know, now, you know, some of like our conversations that were going on on Monday and then Monday night we get our one week's notice letter and it's like we have one more week of performances. Um, but then attached to that letter was basically like a note saying like, this is your one week's notice. However, the show could continue to go on after this. So kind of now we're sitting here like, oh shoot, are we going to be like on a week to week basis? Like what's going on? Um, so it was like the show's ending, but like it could not end, which is, I know everyone was trying to like keep our spirits high and fighting for us. And honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it made, made it really difficult just emotionally to be like, I just want to know what's going on because I couldn't, I can't keep in the moment. I was like, I can't keep having my last show and grieve a show that I don't even know has ended yet. And my emotions were just all over the place that week to the point to where we got to the end of show weekend. And to be quite frank, I was just like, I kind of just want this show to be over because not because I didn't enjoy the show and not because I actually genuinely wanted it to be over, but just because emotionally there were so many questions and so many thoughts of like, are we, aren't we? Um, that I was just drained. And because, you know, this isn't a field where, you know, you, you know, everyone gets attached to their work with the amount that they put in, but the theater industry specifically, and like acting and, and entertainment is so emotional. There's so emotion about you that you have to connect with. And there is a you know, there's a distinct line that you have to, as an actor, set for yourself of saying like, okay, this is my personal life and this is my theater life. And like, I can't allow myself to get too deep into my personal life or else things can get scary, right? Like if there's a song that is relating to something I'm going through in that season of life and it's like too raw for me to sing that song in the moment when I'm going through something that kind of like relates to that song, I'm not going to sing that song because I'm going to have a mental breakdown like on stage. But there's also a point where it's like, yeah, you do have to insert your personal life into this field because it's emotional and we get emotionally attached. It's not a normal like nine to five set job um, where you can kind of just like disassociate when you go home and leave it at the office, right? Like the cast was the only people I was hanging out with. Like this show is my 
my entire identity is Jesus and God and being a Christian. And that's exactly what the show is about. And, you know, I got emotionally connected. And so I had already started the grieving process when I thought that our last show was on Sunday. And as grateful as I am for that final week, it was also just emotionally really hard because, you know, we would receive like some hope and be like, oh, keep hope. And then there would be rumors of like, yeah, it's actually ending. And it was just an emotional tug of war that I felt like I was going through. And I don't want that to come off as, oh my gosh, like I'm so ungrateful for this last week. I'll take any opportunity to perform. But in the joy of being able to perform again, there is also sorrow that is allowed to exist and they are allowed to coexist, which is something I talked about on the podcast last week. Joy and sorrow can coexist. And that's what I was feeling was like, I'm so happy to be here, but I'm so emotionally (laughs) damaged right now and don't really know what to think. And I'm confused and sad and up and down a lot. Um, And so that is kind of where I was leading into that final weekend and we still hadn't heard anything on the Friday or Saturday. So Sunday came around and we had two shows left and um, the consensus I would say amongst the cast, which no one blatantly like came up and said these exact words to me, but in conversations and, and vibes and things, I think we all kind of were just feeling like, I think it's time for it to end. I think it served its purpose. You know, we were hopeful that we wanted it to continue. But emotionally, we were all not able to have another letter that said, okay, we're going to push it another week and see what we can do. So we were all just kind of like, let's just leave it where it is. Because this like living in limbo is really emotionally difficult to do. Um, and I'm grateful that, you know, I have a place where I can put these thoughts, you know, I took it to God and was like, God, this is really hard to like trust this plan and and trust your plan. But I know you have a plan. Like I could rest in the assurance that I knew God had it planned out, but it was still super difficult to not know the plan. Um, and that kind of was, was tough. I think also I have to say like I was in a very, very good situation. Like I know I'm going to go back to school in the fall and some people who are out of school and like this is their livelihood. I mean, this is the industry. It's like a show could close and you've got to be ready. But I was very lucky that like I, you know, I was living with a family. I didn't have to like sign a lease so I didn't have to stay and like keep paying rent in Texas for like a certain amount of time and I could just pick up and leave and go back to Bowling Green or go to Audrey's house or you know go wherever and I'm super lucky so I can't even imagine you know me and my in my comfortable situation and still stressing about you know the future of the show I can't even imagine people who you know this is their entire livelihood um and like yes I was on my own financially in Texas and everything. And, and, but, you know, I still had the comfort of like, I'm going to go back to school if things don't work out. Um, and other people didn't have that. And so I can't even imagine what they were going through. Um, but yeah, so, so leading into Sunday, 
we get an email 30 minutes before our first show that said that the show was officially closing. And I was upset, of course, but I kind of saw it coming and was at complete peace. And so the last two shows, I wasn't really emotional because I think I was just so emotionally dead at that point and I had already kind of given my quote-unquote last performance the week prior that I could kind of just enjoy. And as to where, you know, everyone's grieving process is really different and like compared to mine compared to like Audrey's, like that's when it hit Audrey. And so, you know, it hit her pretty hard on Sunday as to where it had hit me like all that week. So I was kind of like ready for it to end. Not ready, but prepared, I guess. Um, you know, it hit Audrey a little different on like that day. And so then that's when I could step in and be the friend that, you know, needed to, to comfort and to lift spirits and, you know, do whatever. So it's, it's also just nice that like we had each other in that moment. Um, wow, this is really turning into just like I heart Audrey podcast, but I mean, I do heart Audrey. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to move on. Um, but thinking back to that week, if I'm being honest, I think, and this is me speaking from, you know, my faith is that I think the Lord gave us that week to, and you know, there's like production stuff and like that legally like we had another week for like certain reasons and whatever but like spiritually in God's eyes and God's plan like I feel like he gave us that week to prepare our hearts like the Bible says the Lord will the Lord will give you the desires of your heart and if we wouldn't have had that extra week of performances I don't think I would have been ready for the show to end and as much as it pains me to say that like I was ready for the show to end on that Sunday, I just had a sigh of relief of like, okay, it's going to be okay. You know, I wasn't distraught and like other people were and there are different grieving processes, but I only know what I was feeling and, you know, that's why I'm sharing it. Um, but I was prepared and was, I mean, given the desire of my heart. Did I, did I want to go away from the show? No. If they would have told us we were going on even longer, I would have been so joyous but I was at peace and I wasn't at peace the week prior when we were first told that it might be our last performance and so I think that was an exact example of like the Lord will give you the desires of your heart so um it was bittersweet to say goodbye to everybody and say goodbye to our amazing producers and and receive texts from other producers who like weren't able to be with us uh during you know, the run or like weren't able to be with us during Texas and just the amount of support that I had received from people in the audience, people I had met, community, family members who like drove to see the show. I mean, there was one family who drove to see the show literally like on a whim and like flew down the interstate to come see us because they heard it was the last show and I got to meet them and it was awesome and so grateful and just got to meet so many people who this show really helped them. Um, And, you know, I hate that not everyone got to experience that feeling, but I'm hopeful that this show will come back. And, you know, I'm saying it here on the podcast now. I don't have any factual evidence, but I think it's going to come back and I hope I get to be a part of it. I do Um, when it does come back, because if there was ever a chance where it came back and if any producer is listening, there was any chance that the show would come back and I received a call like, 
hey girl, we want you. I'm dropping everything and I'm going because this was such an amazing experience. Um, and it served its purpose for the time and place that it was supposed to. So then it was a matter of, okay, well, what do I do now? So I started reaching out to all these places. I reached out to places in Bowling Green and places in Texas for jobs. Um, and I was only receiving job offers in Texas. And long story short, I, or I mean, sorry, vice versa. I was only receiving job offers in Bowling Green. Sorry. Um, but I wanted to receive job offers in Texas, but that, that wasn't the case. Um, job offers that suited my abilities and that would help me grow. You know, I could have applied to like Starbucks or a fast food. I could have applied really anywhere. Um, but I wanted something that was going to suit my abilities. Um, and that was like more hands-on and, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to be like, I want to pick and choose where I work. Um, because there are some people who just have to take whatever job they can get. I'm lucky that I had some great opportunities waiting in Bowling Green for me that um, I was really able to like thrive in. And the thing is, that's that's where I was getting offers. And so I, as much as it hurt, I had to go back to Bowling Green. And I think also my gut, it was a lot of prayer because I was like, I mean, I could just wait these last seven weeks and, and not work. And, you know, I've, I've really saved up my money from the show and I could just, you know, stay in Rowlett with Audrey and, you know, not work and just do whatever. But I knew that I, as much as I wanted to stay with my best friend and build community in Rowlett, I was going to inevitably have to leave to go back to school and I think I would not I don't think I would thrive there as much as I would here because there are so many opportunities presented to me here in Bowling Green right now I mean from like you know theater opportunities to work opportunities to even like travel opportunities those have all been presented to me since I've reached out all in Bowling Green And that is the season of life that I'm in right now. It's like, I want to work and I want to, you know, build up some savings and and do these things. And as hard as it is to have my heart in Texas, um, I knew I needed to go to Bowling Green and I was praying a lot about it. And my gut was just like, go home, like go home, Um, which is hard because now I feel like home is Texas, which is just really hard. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So I've been home for a couple of days and yesterday was really hard. Yesterday, I had an amazing time with my friends um, and I wouldn't care for them to hear this. They probably will hear this. I had an amazing time with my friends, but I really, I went through waves and there would just be times um, throughout the day where I just, I was surrounded by people and I had never felt more alone. I just felt so alone which is not a good feeling to feel. Um, but it's because change is hard and I had lived three months on my own in Texas, like totally on my own, doing everything myself and had built a whole new community and had built a Texas Abbey. Um, and that all kind of ended really abruptly. And so all I could think about yesterday was like, 
what would I be doing in Texas right now? What would I be doing in Texas right now? Um, and it's tough. And I miss Audrey and I miss her family and I miss my friends that I made and I miss the show and I miss, you know, when three o'clock hits, I still think like, oh, I'd be starting a show right now. You know, I hate to think that I, d- I don't want it to be a memory. I don't want Texas to be a memory and it's going to be one. And I know later on down the road when I'm older, like this will seem so insignificant and so small, but right now it's right now and it it's hard. And all I want to do is go back to Texas. And there was an opportunity where I could have gone back to Texas um, when I was driving home. And so I was really, really praying that that opportunity would work out. And I was like, okay, God, like if you want this opportunity to work out, like provide it. And it didn't work out. And I'm like, okay, then you want me in Bowling Green right now. I'm still praying for an opportunity to go to Texas because my heart is still there. But it's time for me to invest in where I am while I am there. Whether I'm in Bowling Green for a week and then someone's like, hey, this crazy thing popped up in Texas. Can you go? I'd be like 100%. But I need to learn how to be content in the moment right now. And so that's what I'm doing here in Bowling Green. And it's tough and I'm I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling. I loved Texas. I loved everything about Texas. I want to be in Texas. It's hard to want to be somewhere when you're not there. Um, especially emotionally. Not even like physically, but like emotionally. I just, I want to be there. I want to be with my people. Um, I feel like I met my people in Texas. So it's tough. I'm struggling. I'm being honest. And it's tough to say that on a platform where literally anybody could hear it and be like, oh, well, okay. Um, but it's the truth and it's all I know how to tell. With that being said, I have a feeling growth is going to happen and I'm going to learn a lot from this. And so even when I am sad, I know it's going to get 100% better because these are the times where you really learn, (laughs) as silly as it sounds, like what you're made of and how the Lord's prepared you to deal with things like this. And I feel like especially in my 20s, like in your 20s, you form opinions about the world and you, you know, become your own person and create your own thoughts. And I feel like that's really about to happen even more um now that I'm in Bowling Green living with my family and being home and working just you know everyday average job and I'll keep you guys updated on how it goes but that's my soul right now having lots of up and down mood swings but I'm just trying to enjoy time with my friends and and I don't get me wrong I love my Bowling Green friends but you know it's just hard when you've lived somewhere else for like a period of time and you create a life there and then all of a sudden it just like flips overnight and I'm home and I'm back where I grew up and it's just it's just a weird feeling um but I'm just gonna have to adjust and I'm allowing myself grace because I know it's not gonna happen overnight which I've really only been here for one full day so I gotta cut myself some slack but um yeah I'm about to go on the lake I'm gonna invest I'm going to be with my friends here who I love and I cherish and yeah I might get sad at some point but gonna allow myself to feel it and then move on and go on a jet ski or go jump in the water or do something fun so that is the two weeks of his story I miss everyone I love everyone thank you so much to those who have reached out and supported and I'm so sorry if I wasn't able to like respond with a huge paragraph or with a lot of things um but 
now you, if you have made it this far, now you kind of understand why. It's just a tough subject to talk about. Um, but every day gets better. Every day gets easier. And I'm so excited to see what the Lord has planned in the future. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for streaming. Um, sorry, this is a day late, but I love you. And I hope you love me too. At this point, we're on season four. So hopefully there's at least like a little pinch of love in there in your heart for me. But if not, it's okay. I don't, you know, it's not a transactional thing. You don't have to love me and you can still listen and I'm still here but I love you. Okay. Anyways, it's time for me to end this. Um, I love you. Jesus loves you. Thank you so much for listening. And that's life. Thank you so much for listening to That's Life Pod. You are now a hashtag that's for lifer. You are part of the potty people because we are always having a potty with the potty squad. That was weird. Anyways, if you want to find out more, go on Instagram, head over to That's Life Potty, P-O-D-D-Y, because you are not part of the potty people. I really need to stop with this joke. If you want to find out even more, you can head over to the YouTube, That's Life Pod. There is a link in the Instagram bio with a link tree for more information on everywhere you can stream. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.